So I thought it was going to go last year. Like I warmed up, took bike up. Like I was ready for it on the stage. <laughs> Started at the back of the palo, ready to go for it. But it yeah. just didn't go. G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift, episode 73 and we have an OG guest returning on the podcast, the Mayor of Bright, the Australian road champion, Luke Plapp from the Ineos Grenadiers, aka Plappy. And it's his third time on the podcast and of course the most requested guest, everybody always messaging in, when's Plappy getting on, getting back on for the mid-season review, don't worry team we're all over it and uh you know to tell a story i can still remember the first time i messaged plappy back in the original days of the press room podcast 18 months ago or maybe even two years ago and i sent him a message and he was the first big sort of name writer that i contacted and uh i had no idea that he'd say yes i didn't think anyone would say yes and plappy was straight on it saying yeah mate i'm keen let's do it and I was blown away at the time, and um, yeah, since that day, we've kept in touch on WhatsApp, chat every now and again, which is really cool, and um, yeah, I even had the pleasure of uh, calling him across the line at Nationals in Ballarat this year, so it's really funny how things develop, and um, yeah, Plappy, the beauty of uh, this guy is that he is what you get, he just, uh, he loves Australia, loves riding his bike, and uh, I think that's why everybody here really loves when he comes on the podcast. So you guys are in for an absolute treat. What do we talk about in this episode? Well, of course, we've got the fan questions. We answer everyone's questions. We sent them in on the Instagram post. Thanks, everyone who contributed. It was really funny reading the questions. And I know, um, yeah, Pappy and I had a bit of a giggle about <laughs> some of the uh some of the things that were put in the comments were really good uh, off air as well. We talk about all the Aussies in the Tour de France this year. Super cool to see such a big representation. We chat about that. Wellsford, O'Connor, Jai Hindley, some of those topics. We chat about Paris 2024. Obviously, the team's pursuit. Unfinished business for the Aussies. And Plappy uh, just gives us an idea of what his next 12 months look like as they start to sort of taper in and um, prepare for the Olympics, which is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in August 2024, so almost 12 months to go. So we chat about that, the technology, there's a lot of things to be released soon, um, a really interesting chat. We talk about his uh, first half of the year, a bit of a roller coaster. He had a really great start to the season, we know, and nationals at UAE. Uh, TDU and then he had a couple of bumpy rides um, in the first couple of Europe racing and um, had a nasty concussion knocked him around a bit and that's also something we talk about because uh, the recovery the protocol um, and and sort of what he dealt with when he had a really bad concussion Um, I think it's a really interesting topic and one that is definitely uh, something that needs to be worked on more in cycling and in sport as well so we touch on that and uh, yeah, a whole host of other things. Thanks to your questions. We talk about sailing, KOMs, meat pies, uh, terrible pop music for the ergos. Uh, the list goes on. But one thing's for sure is you guys will absolutely love it. Legends, before we get stuck in this episode, big shout out to Smith Optics. Check out their latest post on Instagram. Just go and have a look because they're promoting a new ski sunglass. Now, it's not a goggle like the ski goggles that they do really well. This is a ski sunglass, and it looks absolutely elite. I don't care if it's for skiing. I'm wearing this on the bike. Check it out. They look absolutely elite. Don't forget about Attacker as well, our apparel sponsor. You guys love Attacker. I know because I know how much you've been spending on it, and it's crazy. Use the code CR-THEPRESSROOM, all capitals, for 15% off. Um, Get the cargo bibs. The cargo bibs. I wore them on the weekend. little bikepacking trip with my two mates and um, absolutely elite and I'll tell you what the game changer is on these cargo bibs right for your gravel riding it is two things the pockets in the back the pockets in the back are amazing and they're when you go and get food out of them right you stuff your food in there they're exactly where you would reach for if you're wearing a cycling jersey Um, it's really a smart bit of design work from them very impressed and the second thing is the gripper it is a hardcore heavy duty gripper bigger silicon or whatever to hold on the leg a thicker material which is perfect for when you're riding off-road and things are getting a little sendy 
Okay, legends, it's time to get stuck in the episode. Blue Flat, the three P. Let's go. The People's Champ, we're back. The People's <laughs> Champ, yeah. Well, first topic that I thought we'd talk about is, um, and we just mentioned it before, the Aussies at the Tour de France, Flappy. There is a, a Flora 12 or 13. Um, crazy to see. DSM's just the new Team Australia right now. Um, <laughs> really cool to see Matt Dinham get a start. I mean, fuck, he must have been putting some numbers down um, to get a pick up there. I think, uh, I think he's been living at the Volcano for the last three or four months with the team, actually, up in Tidy. Really? I think he's been, don't think he's been, yeah, I think he's just been living in the Canary Islands on the Volcano altitude. Just monk mode, eh? Yeah. Mm. It is good to see, though. It's kind of like a good, like, um, my friends and I were talking about this the other day, like, it's a good barometer of where your nation's at. Um, how many starts mm. you get at the Tour de France, eh? Yeah, yeah what well, you're only making it if you're best in the business, sort of thing. So, mm. oh, it's awesome. And to have what two blokes going for a podium, that's pretty oh, special, man. Yeah, giant, special. giant band. They just had the giant has had the same run up to what he did, uh, when he came second. Um, I mean, and when he won the Jura as well, mm. but where he's just had a nice, gentle run into the season, he's been. They're, you know, slowly getting better, but no one's talking about him because the wins have been your, yeah, you know, yeah. your Vingegaard and your Pogacar chopping off. There's always been a bigger talking point than him finishing fifth or sixth. So he just has yeah. a way of coming, like, under the radar, right? Eh? Even Dauphiné, just ticking oh. under the radar a bit, but was yeah. very, very good. And they both were, to be fair. It's exciting. It was good to see him just, like, together as well, kind of, like, battling for yeah. the, the same spot. Um, Throwing punches at each other. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like, we had a few questions seeing, you know, asking who's going to finish higher in the in the tour. They're pretty evenly matched. Like, I'd like to know mm. what you think. But I think um, Jai is like a is a better, maybe like the top watts. He's got more than O'Connor. But... Maybe O'Connor on the hardest of hardest days is maybe I would lean that way on a on a super hard stage, but overall Jai may be the better GC rider. But I don't know. What do you think between the two? Well, the Dauphiné was I loved it because they both have really worked on their TT this year too. Like that mm. was a pretty remarkable TT from both of them to you fair, but Benno especially. Um not that there's many TT K's this tour, but I think that really matches them up evenly. Um mm. Well, you could flip a coin, I reckon. Look, I think they're both going to be up there. Uh, mm. I'll, I'll say Jai just because he's done it before and can hand, like he's won it. And he's been at the top, but look, I think they're both they're both going to be up there, and I think it's going to be exciting either way. I just hope that there's no bad luck, Touchwood, um, and that we yeah. see them all over the three weeks. But no, I'm excited for it. I think, uh, yeah, like you said, I think Jai's just going going about his things quietly the whole year and going to pop up at the right time. Um, mm. Mm. Uh, I'm all interested as well to see like the stages, see Sammy go for a couple of stages. Oh. I think that'll be unreal. Like yeah. just watch him in a couple of those sprints, just post up at the finish line. The um, big wombat. Yeah. I'd, I'll back him for a stage hundred percent. I think uh, yeah. yeah, you got to know how to win. And he's one of those guys that he can smell a finish line from a mile away. Um, mm. So yeah, really keen to see how he goes, to be honest. He's got an elite lead out too. He's got one of the best lead outs there. Yeah, they're, they're there for him, aren't they? Edmondson, yeah. Degenkov, uh, fuck, who else has he got? Edmondson, Degenkov. There's not Bardet, but oh, who knows? Bardet might get stuck in. He was sprinting at some race. Couple, yeah, there's a couple there for the climbers as well. But no, I think look, it'll be good. It'd be awesome to see those guys go at it. Mm. Yeah, Sammy's um, really stepped up this year. Um, he's obviously done a bit of work in his, uh, well, just his overall shape, I suppose. Um, DSM, where is he? Let me have a look at this. Oh, they're not called DSM anymore. They're called something else. Yeah, something, something, whatever they've changed their name to. Oh, there we go. So you've got yeah, it's it's Edmondson, Degenkov, Niels Ekhoff, that uh, the Dutch boy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Vermark, and then Wellsford. Yeah, it's a decent team. Yeah. Yeah, they'll go strong. And yeah, so many sprints. There's like eight of them too. Yeah, it's good, eh? Mm. So. No, I can't see how they go. It'd be uh, unreal to watch Sam. So, I mean, he's one of the Girona boys. So, 
mm-hmm. get around him with all the lads. Um, you got to have that like feral attitude too in the sprints, don't you? Especially those Tour de France leadouts. The first one's always hectic because everyone's fresh. Everyone's got a full train. Yeah. No one's crashed or anything. And you got to have like, I don't know how they do it. Like, no, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> way too sketchy up the front there way too sketchy yeah yeah well, <laughs> if i was a professional i would and was, i was tasked to be in the lead out and maybe i was in jaco dylan grunewagen probably roll his eyes he'd be like mate you're doing kilometer 190 to 180 that's what i'd be doing yeah <laughs> on the highway uh, get in there early yeah <laughs> swing off where's the sag please yeah get uh, in there early uh well Fuck, we skipped a bit. I was looking at this topic. I just had it in green. But, um, Flappy, why don't we just quickly recap, like, uh, well, you know, how's the first half of the season been in your eyes? It's been, um, we haven't seen you as much after the two-peat at Ballarat. No, we haven't chatted since then. Uh, Started off super. That was unreal, uh, obviously. Kiddles was really good fun too. That was Ooh. love racing that. Um, that was my first one day race for the team, actually. And it's just something different about one day races. I think you're just, you're there fighting for the win, not thinking about a week's time or something like that. Yeah. So that was good fun. Uh, and then got stuck in a UAE, which was, uh, yeah, another good, another good week in the crosswinds up there and the heat. Um, result. And then since then, it's, yeah, yeah, which was awesome. And then since then, it's just been, not so much a roller coaster. It's just been going down the whole time. Just uh, had a couple of big blows, uh, either sickness or concussion. Um, mm. So it's been a bit of a rough couple of months now in Europe, but we're finally found some consistency in training, which is good. <laughs> Go to Austria this week and then, yeah, sort of build towards the back half of the year. Um, and then hopefully, yeah, road worlds in the road race um, and then see where that, see where that sort of lands towards the end of the year. Um, but to be honest, like a lot's building towards the Olympics now. We've sort of had a couple of meetings now with the boys and the team, and that's getting exciting. The equipment's starting to take shape. So, look what this time next year will basically be in Paris, ready to go. So, yeah, it's it's getting exciting. It all comes around pretty quick. So that's actually mm-hmm. been the biggest motivation the last few weeks. Like we've all started to have our meetings and planning the equipment, and yes, yeah, so that's getting really exciting. Oh, mate, that's good. I got that topic coming up now. I was keen to talk about good. So I thought it would be sniffing good. around. Um, yeah. And same also the concussion. I, I think that's a pretty interesting topic to talk about as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, just getting like a running, like a run on with your training. Eh? Like, yeah, yeah. It seems like if you get, it happens to all the riders at some point, you just get this, you know, just a string of things that just happen, don't you? You know, you get over one thing, something else pops up. But I reckon it's good to have like, um, you know, it's good to have periods like that, right? That you can just take in, you know, learn from the future because it might happen again at some point and then at least you know, you know, how to get yeah, out exactly. how to manage it, right? Yeah, and I think it also makes you appreciate the good times of when you're doing well or at the top winning. Like it's it shows you oh, there's a handful of riders that do it every week and win, but it's pretty special like to – when you have your lows, it makes the high so much better. Um, so, yeah, you just got to keep chipping away at it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess being away from home as well makes it harder to deal with those things. But, yeah. nah, we're getting there. Uh, and, like, we're still only in June now. So there's a shitload of the season still to go, um, which, yeah, it started off well being a bit of a roller coaster now, but there's still ages to go. Mm. Did you get um, – at UAE, did you get a trophy? Uh yeah, I did get a trophy. I did get a like a big circle sort of thing. It was weird. Big That's gold right. circle. Where is it? Yeah. Uh in the spare room actually. Just ah, adding, the trophy room. Yeah, <laughs> adding to the collection. We haven't as a team actually, as a household, we haven't added too many mm. this year to that room. So see if yes. Georgia can add to that at the Giro this week and manly at the tour. But uh yeah, we need to start filling that room up again. <laughs> Had a bit of a it's slowed down a bit since last year. Yeah, it has been a bit light <laughs> on. It started off really well, you know. Manly was getting into it at the at TDU, yeah. the new UAE. Um, how is the household going? Is there any been any new additions, any new appliances, any new furnitures? What do we got? And uh, just me adding more coffee products and appliances. Oh, what do you I got? Keep... What are you adding? I just I uh, got a new grinder for my filter coffee and a gooseneck kettle. I just yeah, just wanted to add to it. 
you know, you can't help it. You get on line, you're like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Because <laughs> I've got my – because I usually only had filter coffee when I was at races. So yeah. I was using my hand grinder. But I got here and I was like, oh, I feel like a filter coffee. And I got sick of using a hand grinder. So I was like, oh, better get a better get a grinder, especially for the filter coffee. Mm. So that was the that was the newest addition. And got a gooseneck kettle that holds the temperature. So all over the top stuff, but we love it. It keeps, <laughs> keeps me happy. It's getting busy. The, we might need to upgrade the the table. I reckon we're starting to fill it up. Oh, nice! That's definitely yeah. You haven't lost touch, mate. You're still you're still with us as well. <laughs> you haven't lost touch. I've definitely I've definitely lost touch as a common man. <laughs> nah, losing touch is when I think the Rocket Espresso sponsorship comes out. I love those ones. There was a period last year where I reckon about five cyclists pros <laughs> get the rockets. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. And they all followed the same <laughs> thing, right? It was like the picture of getting the rocket, and hey, you earned it. You you can do it. Go for it. But then they would always post the first coffee, and it was dog shit. Yeah, it was like the worst yeah. laughing you've ever seen. Like, just hold that until you get it right, eh? <laughs> yeah, hold off, hold off the post till you nail it. <laughs> oh, and actually, that, that actually reminds me of Richo and um, Maddie Richardson. He sent mm-hmm. me a. I think he. he Posted a, a um a real uh like one little brand punching that he did and then I was like mate you're getting on to it that's the way and then he messaged back he says oh mate that's shit I wish I had a rocket he <laughs> <laughs> uh, should yeah I mean he's a world champ now he can he can get one and treat himself yeah hundred percent yeah someone get on it get the man a rocket yeah bloody oh. right. okay so no new appliances fair enough okay no. Um, right, and still just you three, right? Manly and George, yeah, just mm. us three. Manly's up at altitude now, uh, and then George goes to the Giro, so be my mm. own household for 10 days or so. Um, but now nah, it's good, we love it still, still in the same house, still loving life over here. It was what 44 degrees on the garden yesterday, it was hot, proper hot. It's uh, big Celsius. heat wave at the moment here, yeah, 44 degrees. It was burning hot yesterday Holy in Girona. Um, well, it's like 36 now to be fair but it's a massive massive heat wave um, although it was funny so I like got back from my ride like absolutely knackered uh, and it started all the a lot of the boys are in Andorra at the moment started messaging them and they're all in like this van getting driven down from the top of the mountain because it's snowing like they went for a ride it was like 30 degrees down the bottom of Andorra and they got to the top of the mountain and they all had to get picked up because it's like snowing hailstorm like freezing cold it's just like it's two and a half hours away but it's ridiculous the difference in weather that's mental wow yeah absolutely ridiculous and you but, think like back in the day they used to race in that <laughs> yeah stupid don't know how you do it <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me um, the heat any day of the week <laughs> yeah bloody earth yeah we don't want any repeats of that what was that stage you did last year catalonia catalonia yeah. oh that was great Hey, Norway was cool though. We were like riding through these four meter high snow walls, um, really? but it was like pure sunny. So it was minus one, but no clouds in the sky. But either side of you was like three, four meter walls of snow. Um, I'll send you a couple of pictures. You can put them up maybe, but it was unbelievable. Like just unlike anything I've ever seen before, just a road in between these snow walls. But And it was minus one outside, absolutely freezing, but no clouds in the sky. It was weird. Oh, I guess that's where yeah. you get up that side of the world. Definitely send me that. We'll share on the um, on the Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's when you're riding, it's minus one or it's zero. Like, what are you actually wearing? Can you like how many layers you got on? What do you do? It's all like under the jersey, like the underlayers. It's all those like merino underlayers or the long sleeve thermal ones. That's the that's the key for me. Really? Well, like one, um, two, two. Usually, I do. I do like a real thick one and then like a a lighter one. And it's normal jersey over the top. So it's only like two or three layers. And then like if you're going down to the center or something, you just put like a not a, like a rain vest just so it's windproof. Yeah. So I only need like the bottom layer. And then you just need like with something windproof because the base layers are so warm these days. You just need to, yeah, stop something from the wind chill really. Mm. Um, yeah. And I mean, it, it's going so fast these days. You don't want too many layers. You'll be on arrow and... 15 minutes behind the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be too chunky for sure. 
and uh, I was chasing time cut a couple of those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Olympics. Let's talk Olympics. Mm. 2024. When is the Olympics? 2024, August. Yeah, August. Yeah, so we're oh, a year and a month away, 13 months away. Okay, okay. So what, you've just started having discussions about it now. Um, yeah. And this is obviously for the track, more so the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Teams pursuit. You've got unfinished business. We do, we do. We've, uh, yeah, the equipment's starting to roll in now, which is very nice because it's all going to be released by Glasgow Worlds this year. Everything that oh, you're running at the Olympics right. has to be at Glasgow. So yes. it's cool. It's, it's the new rule. They brought it in just before Tokyo. Um, so it's exciting. We've got all our new stuff starting to roll in. The other countries, I'm sure I've got theirs. And it's like, mm. keep it under wraps as much as you can. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's cool. We've got some awesome things in the works. Really stoked about that. Um, it's different though. Like this time, three years ago, we were in Adelaide, like test riding it all, looking at it, having input, whether now we sort of just got a bit of trust in what they're doing. And you know what I mean? Like, cause we're in Europe. We're not hands-on and seeing what the equipment's like. Yeah. So we just get photos sent or get told what it's doing. Um, but now it's exciting. It sort of feels like it's really starting now, that final build once all the equipment comes in and gets you a bit more excited and hyped up for it. Um, and we've got all Timmy Deckers over here now in Girona, actually. They're running some track sessions. and what a guy. Yeah, it's getting started. It's cool. So Kel's at the track now with Tim, with a couple of the other boys. Um, Sammy's obviously preparing for the tour. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's starting to roll around. So I think we're getting excited. And, yeah, you sort of oh, – I was weird after Tokyo, yeah almost don't want to see a track bike or touch the track for a good 12, 18 months. And you almost think, oh, I'm never going to do it again. But yeah, the hype comes back around and there's nothing more special than riding the team's pursuit. I don't think at the Olympics with the boys. So yeah. we're all back into it and, and ready to go. Yeah. It's a, it's a different type of motivation, isn't it? It seems like there's just something, mm. yeah, it's like a level above anything else in cycling is that, uh, and maybe only those who have ridden the team's pursuit at Olympics would know it. Yeah, I was I was listening to Geraint's pod the other day, mm. uh, and I think Rowie asked him like, "What would you rather, Olympics or World Champs?" Oh, um, yeah. And he like without without hesitation said Olympics. Mm-hmm. And Rowie was like, "Really?" Mm. Um, and a lot of the other guys were like, "Yeah, really? Like you'd rather Olympics?" And I was the same. Like without hesitation, there's nothing yeah. more special than Olympic gold. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'd be picking over World Champs any day of the week. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's only if you've really experienced it or rode it. I mean, geez lucky enough to win a couple now mm. um but yeah i think you've got that extra appreciation once you've been there and realized what it is and also the heartbreak like world champs yeah. if you lose you got next year go again like we've yeah. headed four years to go again you know i think that's yeah. what makes it so special like you can yeah. do 15 world champs in your life but you can do what three olympics four olympics maybe if you're lucky mm. yeah 100 percent. and um Oh, yeah, there's just the margins are so fine and so much can change in between. You know, you can mm. go from being the top nation to, you know, getting caught and passed in, in those three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you got to stay on it. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, it's it's all secret squirrel stuff. And I, I someone did tell me one um, thing that might be changing. is a major thing that's changing. It's going to be pretty cool to see uh, soon. But um, I wondered... Has the focus of what last Olympics was in terms of like where they're trying to gain speed, get faster, more aerodynamic, other you have to say anything what it is or anything like that, but are the focuses the same? Like, a, the, is this performance team kind of aiming on the same stuff, or was some stuff maybe a bit new? Whereas, you know, like it was trying to find speed in other places this year, or kind of the same. Um... I think it's uh, there's only so much you can do with helmet, skin suit, bike, like that's sort of where mm. that's where that's the three things you can work on. Mm. Um, and in four years, it's changed so much. Like the helmet shapes have gone so much bigger just in the last eighteen months yeah. to, to what it was at the Olympics. Or the three to one rule got scrapped from the UCI. Like they used to that's only fine. have certain widths in mm-hmm. the frames, so now you can make it as big as you want in a in a way. So I think just the the rules have changed a bit that allow you to go quicker. Mm. Uh, so you've had to innovate on almost all areas uh, and just fabrics with clothing's changing. So it's almost, you got to change the whole system to be fair, if you want to be competitive, like you said, it's mm. you're talking tiny, tiny margins. So if you're 
if you're not changing one thing, you're well behind. Um, But it's, it's cool. I think the secretiveness of it, we're like, with what are GB doing? What are the Italians doing? Yeah. What are the Aussies doing? Uh-huh. Like, it's it's pretty exciting just thinking about like, oh, like we're doing this, but have they found something different? Or yeah, we think we found a gain, but have they found more of a gain in a new thing? It's it's cool. You just got to back your your team and your engineers, and it's the same as F one, isn't it? Like, yeah, it you is. Back your processes, and you find out like on qualifying day one. <laughs> how far off the mark you are or if you're in front it's it's yeah, exciting yeah. it is it, it adds to the theater of it um i remember hearing like when when gb were the kings of the kings of the tp it was always like the aero upgrade package you know you're like what's in this mm. package like it just adds that extra bit it makes it really cool and then you obviously see if it's um good or not on on track day um but yeah. one this dude that i a, a friend of mine um who i know from uh, just cycling around here in Perth, he works in sort of he works in, in consulting for lots of different stuff. But he was saying that there's um, a lot of sports are starting to look at um, how um, surfers or surfboards make their fins, right? And really, some, yeah, and and so Formula One and some cycling a cycling nation. I can't remember who it was. It was a cycling nation and some teams mm. from Formula One. We're looking at this company on how they made their uh, surfboard fins because obviously they are, wow. you know, yeah, they're, yeah. they're involved with the, I know, and it was how they were manufacturing them and creating these shapes, which was of interest to the F1 teams and this, uh, wow. the Dutch, I can't remember, but um, really just fascinating how yeah, yeah. you can pull science and, and tech from and engineering from other things yeah. and then apply it to a bicycle like, uh yeah Pretty no crazy. it is crazy mm. i know like a lot to do with sailing at the moment like a lot of teams and mm. nations are going from sailing and like america's cup to yeah. cycling like sort of trying to use those oh, those expertise and engineers have you ever watched any of that stuff the america's carver sail gp yeah well we've got so ineos oh, uh, yeah. american cup team now That's so really- and it's like a massive thing because the new rules this year is it's powered by cycling Huh? Oh, so, like, so they're not hand ergo. No, so this year it's it's leg ergo, like what? it's cycling, push bike. Yeah, like what? proper. So they're like doing testing on, like you got to apply to be one of the best cyclists. So like they could get some of our pros, like Ineos riders, to do the America's Cup, or I don't know Ashton Lambie, one of the American yeah, 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 shooters. Yeah, so he he just announced it yesterday that he got a spot on some team. I'm not not our Ineos one. No shit. But, yeah, but the what's a it's like. They're doing more for 20 minutes than what we, any of us pros are doing. Like, it's ridiculous. That is crazy. But it's basically, yeah, yeah. So they came to a, our training camp in Mallorca this year, just like training on the bike because that's yeah. what it is. What? Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's pretty cool. But like, is... yeah, you could get, say, uh, but it's the watts you got to, it's like you need a sprinter, but can do the watts for 20 minutes and you do it in like 20, 30 minute intervals. Mate, imagine the power. That's crazy. I mean, but they're big boys. Yeah, big proper. Well, you see, yeah. Ashton, I saw a picture of him today and I was like, far out. He's always been like a unit, but he's like a letterbox. Yeah, <laughs> like you, need, like, box. you need to be like sprint physique, but be able to do the power for 20 minutes. Yeah, he's got bloody the WA Salvage catalog just stuck in him. Yeah, big, big boy. Um, yeah, that's crazy because when you see the 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 crew on those when it was the hand ergo to move the side yeah, yeah. to the other you know the guys are jacked like upper bodies and yeah the cyclists they get on there wow that's crazy so now you got to swap the whole crew out so everyone that did America's Cup yeah. last times now for the hand ergos are not going to be the guys that do your leg ergos that's crazy it's different it's cool cool yeah. concept watching that on TV is wild like when they're turning so close to each other and almost capsizing like. Wow. Yeah. yeah worth looking on youtube everyone go and watch like sail gp hectic you know crashes or something it's just <laughs> not the crashes but yeah when they almost crash <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. i've i mean i'm a look this is I, I i was trying to get megan last night to tell me that i am a sailor because her family is been into sailing her whole life members of the mighty yeah. royal perth yacht club not like those salty dogs down South Perth, but I've come along to seven sails now. You know, I've pulled the cords, yeah. moved the jib. Um, I've done it all. So I kind of feel like maybe you know I should try. 
I might, I might apply. You know your way, you know your way around a boat. I can peak a thousand in a sprint, so I might hit up. I'm just typing it in now. Enios. Hit him up. Enios application. Enios Cup team. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to the Enios Britannia, I think they're called. Yeah. Oh, the imagine the little big bag you get. I'm sure there'd be a watch. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Shoes, bell staff, the leather jacket. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're all onto it. <laughs> oh, do you still have that jacket, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it's hanging up. We don't wear it. Uh, we so we've got uh, a store. It's like a, so we've got like our off bike, which is uh, bell stuff, and then we've got like on bike race clothing now. So we've sort of changed uh, changed it up a bit. Oh, uh, Castor. So last year, yeah, Castor. It's uh, like a UK brand sporting. They sponsor like the oh, yeah. pommies in cricket and that. And they've got they're, mm. they're getting real big. So we've got like now we've got like on race kit so we all look the same then we got off bike which is still that casual sort of nice bell stuff look yeah that's so cool no not right. bad like that okay very nice all right we've got off top we've talked to olympics and we've gone to sailing but um one question <laughs> back to olympics i'm fascinated about that i can't really change the rule um how do you like obviously you have to start training more on the track um and i imagine getting ready for um next year like you have to do a bit more gym work i wondered like how mm. much would like how much do you think the training as you start to really prepare and focus in for the the teacher suit next year how much do you think that'll affect you as a rider like your current attributes like do you think much will change uh that's the talk of the town really in terms of like oh, you need to do more track or more gym but look at the end of the day the whole uh madison podium at the tokyo was world tour pros and apart from the Aussies, basically the Italians, Danish, GB, every team's pursuit or World Tour pros. Mm. Um, same for the women. Like the whole women's Madison podium was World Tour riders. So yeah. like if you look at the best pursuiters in the world, Ghana, Hayda, Roddenberg from DSM, they're all road pros. Yeah. Um, I think that says enough, to be honest. Like everyone mm-hmm. talks about you need to do a gym or you need to do more track time. And of course you do, but best bunch rider, Viviani, like hater. Yep. I think the best, yeah, Benjamin Thomas, Aaron Gate, he's not world tour, but he's, he's on elite. the road and racing yeah. every week. Yeah. yeah. Like mm. there is a lot of talk about it, but look, I don't buy into it a whole lot. If you're the best in the world on the road, you've got the best power in the world, don't you? So yeah. Yeah. And transfers to the track. There's, Sprint's a lot different, but yeah, if you're the best endurance rider in the world, yeah, yeah, mm. you're matching it. And same as like Cav back in the day or Gaviria. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk, yeah, it is a lot of talking. Oh, you need to do gym or you need to do more track sessions. And for sure you do. But yeah, I think history and the stats speak for themselves now. The best mm-hmm. road riders in the world are still the best track riders in the world. Yeah. Um, change of, change of like, that might be a change of like an old like thing that everyone just thought you had to do versus now yeah i think so yeah it's one of those things that's turning around like maybe you would do a little bit for the start like it work a little bit more yeah exactly just a little bit start. for that but once you're into that first lap it's all your road training really mm. um like you can't train a 21 days in a row and race you know and you can't train a grand tour yeah like the the load and the training or racing you get from the road you just mm. can't do that by yourself at home mm. um so I think all road riders are just exposed to a higher level because of that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like you, you physically can't train a body 21 days at home. Like you're doing a, in a grand tour or have massages and food and yeah. that type of care. Like you just can't have that load on the body or stress. So I think that's why the road riders are dominating, to be honest. Mm, yeah. Um, without giving like a, how much, depending on how much you can share, like what does your... Um, you know, what does it sort of look like in terms of your know, phases of training looking at the Olympics, you know, between now and next August? Yeah, hopefully uh, when I get back to Oz this year, we do a lot on the track with the boys. So yeah. that's sort of where we can work on it together, ride together. We've all got time where we're not racing because as, as it is me, Cal and Sam are all on different race programs. So you're never really lined up. So you've got to make the most of it when we're in Oz together. Yeah, uh, and then hopefully the Giro. I think that fits the best for the Olympics for all of us, but definitely for me. Mm. So hopefully can make that team. Um, and then after that, yeah, sort of got two months of preparing for the Olympics after the Giro. I think you've got so much of a load in the legs that 
you can then really hone in on the little things on the track yeah. um, and a bit more of that speed work, like turn what your body's, the fitness and the diesel your body's got into a bit more speed after that. Mm. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's where it sort of heads. I'd like to, I'd like to do the Giro next year and hopefully that's, I think that's the best prep for the Olympics at this stage too. Mm. Um, but yeah, key would be like in Oz this year and working with Sam and Cal and getting that track work in and the base. So when we see each other again, three, four months later, we've got that there. Well, what a squad too. Just the boys. It's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Okay. Um, did you watch the Netflix docker? I am six episodes in, so I haven't finished it. Mm. But I've just been chipping away at it. Yeah. What do you reckon? It's good. I I think uh, obviously they portray – I don't like how they portray Wout. I think yeah, he's such a good teammate and they're trying to look for that clickbait sort of stuff. Yeah. Apart from that, I love it. I think that was just a bit like, guys, come on, yeah. Using him for a few, like a bit of goss here. Or, yeah. He's not really like that at the end of the day. Like I'm sure <laughs> if you ask anyone who you want on the team, you're probably saying him as a helper. Fuck yeah. Um, so I think they just portrayed him as a bit of a bad boy. Yeah. Um, it's good. No, it is good. I think it's what's going to make our sport grow. Like you talk to so many people, the, F, the F1 doco has made them so into F1 and yeah, they love the sport now. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully it really gets people on. I think they're doing it again for this year. I think yeah. I've heard. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's only good for the sport and going to help us grow. Uh I think it, yeah, it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah. Tay, I liked the way Ineos uh, announced their team yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, like, that was all cool, the... wasn't it? That was cool, hey? That was yeah. really cool. I, thought, I, I can't believe they got Lewis there. Like, the and... Yeah, Lewis, George, Toto, um, and the soccer players. That was cool. Yeah. I like how they did that. It was original. Like that. The, the tour announcements are getting more and more, like, well, more and more better from all the teams, but that one was pretty yeah. cool. You get some of the biggest names in the world. Um yeah, it beats a cartoon it. poster any day, I reckon. Yeah. We've had enough of those. Uh, okay. How's the coffee, by the way? Happy's just drinking there. Brilliant. Looks good. Yeah, brilliant. Nice filter filter beans I got out today. Got mm. some from the shops. So Ecuador, Brazil. Or... Geisha, Peru, these ones. Oh. Yeah, so okay. Love them. Yeah, new recipe. Mm. Go well. Um. Okay. Concussion, right? Mm. You had that crash. Where was the crash? Was it Romedy? No. Hungry, hungry. Hungry, hungry. Okay. So you had the concussion. Um, I'm really interested to know, like, how did it affect you as a, like, how did it affect you? And what was, like, what's the protocol that you followed to try your best to recover? Like, what are you doing after yeah. concussion? So in... Every off-season, we do, like, uh, your baseline concussion test. So then, mm-hmm. like, if you have a head knock or something, you can test against it. Uh, but what's but the test? Here, really? uh, they ask you questions. They read you words or numbers, and you've got to say them backwards. Or then you – yeah, it just, it's a whole load of things. We've also got this new VR goggle set. It's a Melbourne company, actually, that our team uses. And it uh, you follow this dot in your eyes. Uh, and it like tracks how quickly you follow oh, it or yeah. understand what's happening. And then, wow. so it's really cool. It's a little Melbourne company that is now used worldwide. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even get that far because like they were like, can you stand on one leg with your eyes closed? And I was like falling over or can you walk wow. in a straight line? And I couldn't, like we didn't even need to answer yeah. the questions or work out. Like it was, it wasn't a touch and go my one. It was obvious I was out. Wow. Um, like usually you can walk or stand still with one leg and then they're yeah. like, oh, all right, we'll ask you these questions or, Say they'll say seven, eleven, twenty-eight, nine. Can you read them backwards? And if you're not, you should be able to. But I was, yeah, I was pretty banged up. That's scary. Uh, so yeah, it was ended up being ten days just at home in my room, basically doing nothing, yeah. uh, like really minimal action or screen time. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of really ease back into the ride. So it's like thirty minutes on the trainer, an hour on the trainer, hour and a half on the trainer. And if you get through that, then you can go thirty minutes on the road. And you keep progressing. Um, but mm. I got on the road and I still wasn't right. So I got through the first few stages and then almost go back to the start just because we're still a bit dizzy. And right. yeah, it's annoying. It's frustrating. But it's you also think you're right to go and then all of a sudden you're not again. So mm. it's, you just never know when you're right. I think that's the hardest part. You think you're okay. You feel all right after 10 days and you get on the bike and you're not. Mm. Um, so you just, yeah, a bit dizzy or 
everything's a bit slower or you feel almost not depressed, but you just feel you, you've more, you got more emotions. I think mm. that was one of the things I noticed too. Um, yeah. So it's, it's weird because you don't really understand it, you know, it's yeah. just there happening, but you don't have a lot of control over it. Um, and can take, some guys take five days to come back. Some guys can take six weeks and yeah. Concussion, the movie actually, Will Smith. If you haven't seen that, highly recommend. Oh, the NFL one. Watched right? it a couple of times. Yeah, watched it a couple of times, but it's unbelievable. Is it? So oh, for everyone out there, onto it. Will Smith concussion. Didn't he loves a concussion? Um, he won a bloody. Uh, I think he won. Maybe a it's, that one. it's fucking good, I say. So yeah. Everyone else get it on. I think it's Netflix. All right, concussion. Yeah, I was on the fence whether or not to watch that when it first came out, but no, nah, watch it. Yeah, get on it. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, mate, well done just for getting through the recovery of it because it does sound bloody tough, mm. um, big time. Uh, but it's just crazy how far that has come in the sport. You know, like I can still remember yeah. now the video from bloody Tour of California, Tom Squeenge. Remember him? And he had that yeah, yeah. wipeout. It was horrible to watch, you know. It, and from that moment now, I mean, that might have been the big catalyst, really, um, for mm. turning it to you know now there's most teams have a protocol and you know there's a bit more discussion about maybe how they do that in a race it's really hard to sort of figure out the solution yeah there's still a long way to go i think but we're starting to become more aware and i think Mm -hmm. that's the problem it's still there's still so much to study on it or understand concussion like it's you're only scratching the surface in studies Mm -hmm. and things like that i think that's sports slowly catching up but like you even see in the afl now there's like a class action of players suing the afl of this concussion yeah. thing and yeah yeah it's just i think everyone doesn't really know the effects of it you know mm-hmm. there's yeah. so much to go um but at least we're aware of it and out there and like taking it seriously or like the afl went from what two years ago it was like a three day or seven day out now it's 12 days so they're mm-hmm. they're understanding it's you can't just play again seven days later so they're extending that which is good yeah um, it's going in the right direction but, for sure yeah i think so mm. Oh, good, good you have uh, overcome it, mate. That's really good. Yeah, we're back now. We're back. We're back, mate. We're back. We've got the Patagonia hat on. I didn't wear mine. We I've got Pink Floyd on mine. Right up. Yeah. Very nice. You know, actually, you know what? Blake had his Patagonia hat on as well. You might have. We don't mind it. And so I got I. the actual. I actually got. Where is it? Hot oh, he's got the Hot got Nation the T-shirt on. on. <laughs> Greatest place in the world. That's so good. That didn't you yeah. brought that that segues perfectly with what I was gonna ask next because you yeah. brought the hot nation canned in you two Kilimanjaro. Yes, carried that all the way to Crack the top. that frothy on the top. At the top. Now yeah. I, what a segue. This is amazing. My next line. You guys can't see this, but it's my next line here. Um I wondered, obviously last year you and George planned that awesome Kilimanjaro trip, which mm. you wanted to do the year before, but obviously your team wanted you to have a plan to to do it correctly, have you got any, just anything in the back of the mind or any, it's only June, but you know. No, no. Oh, I mean, I think about three years ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we really thought about it this year. We think we're just going to uh, do a bit of like a road trip around Tassie and Melbourne and then just stay on my farm in Bright this year. We thought about like, I was really keen on the Caribbean, like the West Indies and the islands mm. around there. Mm. Um, and Georgia is too, but we think this year we're just going to, have a bit of a quiet one at home, um, mm. just travel around Oz a bit. And then the year after we'll go on another big holiday. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. Right. So, Beautiful. So George is just there smiling at me. She agrees. Um, yeah. <laughs> we think we're just going to stay in Oz this year. And then next year we'll go on another big one. I'm really keen on Everest and oh. base camp and Nepal, Georgia, not so much. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll <laughs> we're working out. Joy, <laughs> just complaining in the background. She wants to go to Nepal, not climb Everest. Oh so yeah, I want to. Once do you're a bit there, of, though, see how far up I can get. You just get there and say, "There's a restaurant around the corner," and um, it takes three days to get there. Yeah, thirteen days later, you're at the, you're at base camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So oh, no, nice. we I think we'll stay at home this year, but uh, yeah, the Caribbean or. The West Indies is definitely on the list. Patagonia, um, nice. Galapagos. There's yeah. some other ones that want to tick off. Um, mm. 
and then like South America, Costa Rica and that sort of, yeah. There's a few on, there's a few in the pipeline for the next few years. We've got to tick off slowly. Yeah, sick. My mate's actually in um, Peru. No, he's in Bolivia at the moment and he's been doing, uh, oh, yeah? learning the, the languages that you can, there's a place you stay called Sucre and they do like classes every day so you can learn Spanish um, and you just live with uh, yeah, people. Yeah. Super cool. And he's, the places where he's going looks, yeah, incredible. That would be a wicked place Unreal. to explore. Um, yeah. Hmm. It's funny. It's almost like I'm almost, not that, I can't wait to be able to like retire and be able to just travel and see. Like I'm so passionate about traveling and experiencing different cultures. Uh, and it's like the four, yeah. four to five weeks we get each year is almost not enough to, <laughs> to experience it all. Um, but no, we'll slowly tick them off. Tick them off, yeah, one by one. Okay, question time. Speaking of ticking them off. Lovely questions, everyone, by the way. These are great. couple of stitch-ups, but also a couple of good ones. Rest not too bad. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, rest pretty good. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Matt Wodge. Um, he asks, where do you see yourself as a rider in the next five years? Hopefully doing what Jai and Benno are doing at the moment. That's the dream. I'd love to, yeah, be battling for those podiums and grand tours that in, in five years for sure. I think it'll take two or three years to keep working up those ranks and have mm. the body like in shape and be hard enough to survive the three weeks mm. but yeah that's that's the ultimate dream and where i want to get to um yeah. and yeah use the one week stage races uh in the next 12 to 24 months to to build up to them um yeah like focus it. on olympics next year and then after that work towards that oh we love that i love that any job pumps to gram funny you know Back when the Stanley Street Social podcast was uh, popping off, you know, they, they were really Love checking Stanley out threads Street. out. Shout out. Yeah, shout out, legends. It was, when they yeah. used to do the questions, it was literally me and Pumpstagram who were sending in the questions. It was just me and him every week. It's like, why bother even say question time? Just say, <laughs> <laughs> it's Pumpstagram and thanks, JN. Um, he says, any dreams to chase the Norton Summit KOM? Massive. I've uh, given it one crack before. I oh, was yeah? 10 seconds off, so didn't upload. Uh, <laughs> Kel, didn't Kel upload. gave it a crack too. Yeah, because they got it in TDU. 10 seconds off is like 100. Oh, okay. So I wasn't worth my time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kel gave it a crack last year. So I went for it again when uh, after TDU, but I was a bit fatigued. So yeah, massive. Yeah. That's a big goal I want to tick off. That's There's Buffalo, Mount Buffalo and Norton. That's the two that I want. Really? Uh, Buffalo, I'm all in for Buffalo as soon as the season finishes this year. Straight to bright while I've still got a bit of form and bang, start, go for it. And Just then, yeah, Norton, I think I'll go again at TDU time. So, okay. keen for those. Okay. Um, I'm just searching to see what the time is. Who's got it's it? Like Phil, uh, Thomas DeGent still, I think. God, he does have it. it. Yeah. yeah. He's had it since they went up at last. So, because we did, so we did Norton last year in TDU. Yeah. But we started at the bottom and it wasn't the right, just wasn't right to go for it. Yeah. So I thought it was going to go last year. Like I warmed up, took bike up, like I was ready for it <laughs> on the stage. Started at the back of the pallet, ready to go for it, but it yeah. just didn't go. Um, but TDU course just got announced too, actually. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like we go up there again. So we'll see how that goes, but mm-hmm. it's definitely one to go for. Um, yeah. But yeah, rumor has it. Yeah, again started last wheel in the pallet, like in the convoy, and then ended up in the breakaway by the top. Like, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, he would have known too. He would have known. Yeah. Oh. So, now that's one I want, but Buffalo is the – that's the big one. That's the ticket item for me. Okay. All right. And also, I mean, shout out to the Radelaide Summit Podcast legends there as well, though. You love that sort of stuff. But yeah. um, double, mate, Wollonga's back. It is. It's good, eh? Wollonga is back, as Very it should good. be. When Heath Kennedy, when are you going to come to your senses and back the Mighty Tigers? No chance, mate. The Blues are back. <laughs> got a big win last week. We're the back. The Blues are back. I've still got, I've fin- so far I finished my season September 17. So there's still uh, two weeks of September free there for the prelim and granny. So I've kept it free. Still got the belief. Slowly dying, but. Believe. I like always it. Make sure the end of September is free in my calendar. Mm-hmm. I like it. Shout out all the Eagles supporters out there. I was at Pemberton, <laughs> Motel, Pemberton uh, Pub in the Southwest just watching the um, 
it was a real dingy pub and there was one guy there in his Eagles jumper. And um, oh, the poor guy. I felt for him. Surprised he kept yeah, surprised he kept it on. I would have just he kept out. it on the whole time. Yeah. And he watched he was sitting so close to the screen. Like I thought it was like sitting in the front row at the cinema, you know, that's how close he was. His neck was like yeah, yeah, yeah. back and poor guy. Um, Probably hasn't left home since. Yeah. <laughs> James, James. James was with me. Should Ballarat host the Nationals every year? 100% Bunnyong should have Nationals every year. That should be the course for the next. Well, I think they've got it for a few more years now, but I mean, I'm, I'm more oh. than happy for him to keep it. There was, yeah, there was a, there was a rumor that WA was going hard for it because I think we've got it. Ballarat's got it for two more, maybe. Really? Contracts. I think it's two more. Yeah. Pat wants maybe 20 years because I think it's at 17 years now. Maybe I'd be happy with that. Yeah. So no, I love, love the course. And I was actually having this debate with Georgia the other day because obviously she would like it a bit more flatter and easier. But I was saying, well, the best sprinter Australia's ever had, Robbie McEwen. He's won. Yeah. Caleb's got second. He's so got second. Like, it can happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, no, I would be more than happy for it to stay, but I can see why people think it should. It's got every Heinrich as well. Like a bit easier. Like, yeah, Heinrich. So, Durbo, come on. It's anyone can, yeah, anyone can get there. Yeah. That reminds me, mate, the, the way you won this year was amazing. It was great. But the three Pete, that's just something that lingers. It just sounds good. I just want to, I don't, that's down for reply, but the three Pete <laughs> sounds amazing. Everyone loves a three Pete in anything. We do. We do. We'll we see do. how we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, um, David Pons, Tour of Bright 2023. Is that on now? No, no, that's December, first week of December. Oh. Well, best, uh, best, my... best tour in Australia. Yeah, I want to do that, actually, Tour of Bright. I want to do that. Yeah, who who organises Tour so of did, Bright? So did it last year. Uh, I don't know, actually. Just Cycle from Victoria, I think. Okay. I did it last year. Great tour, so I'll be back mm. this year. Mm. Yeah, sick. Okay, Tour of Bright 2023. Let's go. Who, whoever it is, David, you must know. Send me whoever the person is that organises it because I'd actually like to do it as well. Um, okay. When oh, Maddie Sparner, I'm not stitching up with that one. But, uh, okay, what about this? Josh Coriel, he says, um, what have you seen in Europe that Oz Cycling or Australian Cycling um, should be implementing here to grow the sport? Um. Oh, it's just it's hard just because the sport's bigger here. Like the TV right to the thing yeah. that makes it so big here. Like everyone's actually willing to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just the difference, you know. It's so accessible over here to watch the racing, but it's also the time zone. Like it's we we're just stuck in Oz. Like it's it's so hard to grow a sport when it's on at one a.m. You know, yeah. Like kids, I got school. Like that's where it sort of starts the passion of kids, and you can't keep them up to one a.m., two a.m. watching racing. Yeah. Um, like the tour is great because it usually falls within the school holidays. But apart from that, we're always going to struggle, I think. And that's the reality of it. Like you can't have, you can't watch the footy with dinner or mum and dad because they say go to bed at 9 p.m., but the race hasn't started yet. Mm. Um, I think that's just the reality of it. It's always going to struggle with the time zone. Mm. Well, what about the other way around? Um, what does Australia do really well that you think could be done in Europe? Um, half and bunch well, rides. I think we do. A, yeah, I think we do the bunch rides very well. Like I haven't seen that sort of in anywhere, to be honest. Like I miss massive bunch rides or chopping off in Australia. I think we do that really well. Oh yeah. Um, good cafe culture community. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I think the bunch rides and that sort of vibe that we do. Like every state's got a massive bunch ride that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. but like maybe they do it here, but I definitely haven't seen it. Um. So I think that's what we do the best. Mm. And there's no Boxing Day Papas over there, that's for sure. No, nah, no Papas, no Hell Ride, no Saturday no Sassy ride. Swap. Papi, have you been to WA? No, nah, I really want to get on the Papas. I've heard too many stories about it. At some point in the next five years, mate, where do I want to be in five years? Papi here Boxing at WA. Day that would be amazing. Amazing, mate. Boxing Day. We'll make it happen, maybe. 
there's a whole side of Australia over here. This is an amazing side. Yeah, know? it is. But the problem is, like, the greatest day in Australia is MCG Boxing Day test. Oh, that... I haven't missed one for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, good. And I don't plan to miss one. So that's yeah. the only that's the only thing that clashes. Yeah, good call. No, good call. Um, yep. You know, actually, it reminds me of a funny story, right? Speaking of cricket, I went to a test match at. Um, oh, I was here in. It was here in Perth, but we did a. Uh, it was with my cricket team, and we did. We had to dress up, right? And so I picked the theme of what we would be dressing up as, and there was no theme. You just had to get your outfit from the op shop. So um, I read that. That's good. Yeah, it was good because you know a lot of there's a lot of variety, and every test match ever in WA is cooking. It's forty degrees, and mm, um, it's just how down. it is. It's how it is. So I thought I'd choose a wetsuit. It was seven dollars, and so <laughs> it was. It was a steamer, so at least I had the yeah, I had the sleeves off. So yeah, I went yeah. To the to the mighty whacker wearing a wearing a wetsuit, and we had all sorts of weird costumes. And we were sitting in the the seats they build on the stadium. So these seats are like extra, so they can get more capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just the metal steel scaffolding, and yeah. Bother, there's, there's no shade and they these things have been cooking in the sun like roasting and i remember sitting there for the first like session and i was just melting away in this thing but my pride was too much i couldn't take had it to, off yeah had to stick on it yeah yeah you had just to. had yeah you you give yourself it was your rules you, you couldn't you couldn't be the first to buckle you decided that's the outfit. right that's right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i lost part <laughs> of my soul that day <laughs> yeah so anyway don't wear wetsuits unless you go into the cricket in maybe i don't know maybe in england megan asked do you believe in aliens no really hard no no hard no okay no. well no, nowhere else for no need to elaborate on that just hmm. no straight no what yeah. about moon landing i was waiting for this one yeah so do you think it happened well, if we're talking about well, the Earth's not flat, so yeah, the moon, the moon like <laughs> Oh, that's yes, yeah, so that's, 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 that's where I'm going. I forgot the question. Yeah, that's where, yeah, that's, so where that's where I'm going with it. You, so you believe in the Earth is not flat. You believe less the moon landing. Yeah, the Earth, the Earth's a sphere. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Troy Collette, what's your favorite post-ride meal, mate? Training ride. Post-training ride. Post-training ride actually, meal. Actually, uh, one, give one your post-training ride meal in Europe and then in Oz. In Oz, meat pie always, every oh, other week. Really? Love my meat pies. Yeah, like one of the greatest gifts on earth. Just um, meat So much like so. Pepper I made, steak, what are we talking about? Yeah, pepper steak, curry steak, any, just meat pie. Um, okay. I made when Georgia was over... Earlier this year, back in Oz, she brought home a meat pie uh, cooker maker for me here in Europe. She put that in the bike bag, so I can make them <laughs> over here now, which is elite. Because um, yeah. you can't buy them anywhere. That's just sort of not – that's different pastries over here. Really? So you have to make your own. Yeah, it's just all different. But, not nah, meat pie and a frothy when I'm back home in Oz. Um, when I'm here, what do I uh, – probably a – just like a, that's what they call sandwiches here. It's just sort of what you get at the cafes. It's, okay. It's not as inventive. Or the bakeries are all here, like sweet custards, and you know what I mean. It's not. It's not like a Aussie bakery where you can get a sausage roll or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say it is. Actually, quick one. You know how you asked Kel what his guilty music pleasure was? Oh, I was going to ask you this. Laughing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I pissed myself laughing because I would say I would have said the exact same thing. Cloud Nine, <laughs> SoundCloud Remix. Because <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, "Yep, that's exactly what I play every time I'm doing an effort." Oh yes, mate, that is the sounds of the team's pursuit. It is. That's where it came from. From Porter. Is that right? Yeah, it's just yeah. Porter brought it into the gym, and then we just like it's like proper, just like old school pop, like yeah, like yeah. you said, Miley Cyrus stuff like that. Just Party in USA, baby. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So that's definitely. If you don't know what we're talking about, you have to go back and listen to Kel's episode, which was elite. It was about the music in the track. I even play it on the podcast too, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, it just made me think of it then. I rated it. Yeah. Mate, yeah. so good to have you on again. 
Really good. Brilliant. Good to chat, mate. Thank you. That's another episode of the Pro Street Podcast done and dusted. Big thanks for Blappy for coming on for the three-peat. Thanks to you guys for sending in the questions. Smith Optics, Attacker, Zwift, and if you're still listening, we've got Brody Chapman, the women's national champ on next. We'll be talking to her in a few days. I'll get some questions from you all. And also, if you're out there and you're doing a bit of racing this year, CX in Ballarat, the Nationals, Tura Gippsland, Dirty Warney, I'll be there, so keep an eye out. The bottles, yes, I've listened. We did get the quota. The bottles are coming, so stay tuned. All right, legends, I'll see you on the next one.